Welcome to Rob's Random Stuff, the podcast where we talk about random stuff. I'm Rob, and there's no John today, so it's it's just gonna be me, delivering a strangely long, but kinda short, definitely awkward speech about raspberry pies. Not the food, the tiny little computer. Now would be the time that John has a, a witty and funny comment, but it's just me, so... Um, Raspberry Pis are a series of single board computers that started out by actually teaching basic computer science skills in schools. They used to be just tiny little microchips that you could run a small piece of code on, activate a servo, or, or run um, a very basic operating system. But now they're a lot more powerful, a little bit bigger, and used for things from cameras to network storage to robots. Now, the space a Raspberry Pi takes up length and width-wise is about the size of a credit card. A little bit bigger if you put a case on it. And really, the biggest cases I could find for it are only about an inch tall. And I have one of these, actually. It's it's tiny, and it doesn't even need much power. I'm, I'm running it off of a phone charger, in fact. Um, the newest model of these things comes with two HDMI ports, an audio port, four USB hubs, and a, an Ethernet plug-in point. So Raspberry Pis most most often run Linux, which is an, an operating system way different from your average Mac or Windows that you're used to. First of all, it's a much smaller um, than than a full installation of Windows, and takes a lot less, I guess, um, hardware to run. If you buy a Pi in a set, it'll probably come out of the box with the full version of Raspbian installed. It, that's that's just Raspberry Pi's version of Linux, which is open source. You can go see it if you want to. The OS is run off an SD card, actually, meaning if you want to change it, all you have to do is take it out and plug it into a PC, and you can reflash the OS or use a completely different SD card and just swap them out if you want to. So really, you could run your desktop operating system and plug that in, and run that like a computer using Linux. And then if you want to switch to, say, retro games, you can just um, switch the SD card, which is nice. Raspberry Pi actually has its own official operating system flasher that has pretty much everything you want to flash onto it preloaded, from Kali Linux to Raspberry Lite to actually four different ras um, Raspberry Pi retro game emulators, which is really nice. Because when I was trying to flash my operating systems, there was just a ton of other companies that had you use tools, but you need a ton of stuff to be able to flash all this stuff. But Raspberry Pi's program is it's free and easy to use and comes with everything installed. Pretty much all versions of Linux you can put on this thing is free too. and It's all open source, so you can put whatever you want on it, flash it as many times as you want. One thing to know, though, is that Linux is command-based as opposed to just, I guess, opening an .exe file on Windows and letting the whole thing do it for you. You have to run some commands. But there's there, there's a little bit of learning to do, but there's also an endless amount of tutorials on YouTube and instructions on websites. As for what this thing can do, it's, it's pretty endless, actually. It's pretty hard to pin down what this thing can't do. 
um, its small processing power limits uh, quite a bit of possibilities, but if you have the extra cache, you can connect them together and create a cluster that is still relatively cheap and takes up a lot less space and a lot less power than a regular computer. So the newest Raspberry Pi comes with a set of 40 pins connected to the main board as well. I can't begin to pretend to understand what they all do. Mine literally just runs a fan, but um, basically each of the pins has a different purpose. I know there's there's a set of pins that's just for power. The fan that I'm running is really just connected to a 5-volt power pin and a ground pin and runs whenever the Pi is on. Other pins can be used to power, say, an anemometer, which you could connect to your Raspberry Pi or another system via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi and pop up with data on a screen you set up, which is pretty cool. So you can you can connect all sorts of these things, and that's where the, the robot part comes in. You plug your interface into here, you run some code, and your robot will start moving. The Pi 4, which is the newest model, can come with 1, 2, 4, or 8 gigabytes of RAM. To put that into perspective, most mid-range laptops come with 8 gigabytes of RAM. Some of them come with 16, but um, and you can you can run the latest version of Minecraft on one. Sadly, with chip shortages still around, a Raspberry Pi can run you upwards of $200. But in this case, the bootleg versions are as good and sometimes better than the original. Since it's it's a Linux-based computer, most other single-board computers based off the Raspberry Pi can run all the same operating systems that a Raspberry Pi can. A Banana Pi, for example, will cost you about $75 and is equal to, and in some cases exceeds, the processing power of the Raspberry Pi, I guess depending on what you're testing. It's the same size as well. I personally was interested in the Banana Pi because of its SATA connectors. Linus Tech Tips tested them and got up to 3 gigabytes of file transfer speed, as opposed to a mere 60 megabytes on a Raspberry Pi, making for a really quick um, network storage device. <clears throat> so there's two things that kind of tie in together that I'd like to end this podcast with, and the first one being Arduinos. Now, it's it's... Arduino could have a whole episode on its own, and it's a really geeky thing that I have not gotten into whatsoever, so take my words with a grain of salt, but Arduino is just a microcontroller. It is not a Raspberry Pi. It, you can't get a, an output and put it on a monitor. Um, basically, it just runs software, and you can control, say, a, a servo, so you could open a door with it or, um, or run robots' legs with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but you can actually um, connect an Arduino and a Raspberry Pi. So you're not quite so limited to the 40-pin connector on the Raspberry Pi, but you actually have the Arduino that you can, um, I guess, control a servo with. So what can you do with a Raspberry Pi? A lot of people I see get these things. They're so cool. You plug it in. Oh, man, I have no idea what to do with this thing anymore. You don't know how to use it. You don't know how to start a project with it. So here's some things that can get you started. Some relatively easy projects. The first one being um, retro games. Right, with that Pi Flasher, you can actually install 
a retro game emulator directly onto your SD card. You plug it in, it's up and running, and you've got thousands of old games right at your fingertips. It's actually, it's, it's really cool. Um, you can create, actually, a really cool one I saw was um, a, a plane, plane spotting. It's it's really a niche hobby. I mean, well, you'll look up at the sky and see a plane. But um, people have set it up so that the Pi acts as a receiver that connects to your phone and can detail all of the aircraft in the sky around you and infos, including their call signs and location, their altitude and speed. So that that could be cool. If... Uh, if you if you really want to get into the I guess gray area, you can run radio with it. Now, depending on your local law, you can only transmit at so frequencies so far. However, um, as long as you're not broadcasting something too big, go ahead, broadcast as far as you want. Now, the other thing you could do with it that I I have done myself is creating a, a network drive. So basically what it is, is you run your Pi as a, a storage server connected to your Wi-Fi and you can access that storage from any device that is connected to your Wi-Fi. It has some limitations like you need special apps on an iPhone or an Android phone to get it, but your Mac and your PC can, can basically get all of it um, as long as you set it up right. With the Raspberry Pi, you can also pretty easily um, control Christmas lights. I don't have a full tutorial on it, and I've never done it before. But John has, and unfortunately, he's not here right now. So it's not much use, but send us an email if you want the details. Woohoo! And uh, the last thing I have for you that I feel like everybody could use is an ad blocker. You can run this thing as its own DNS server and you just you just connect it in in any device's DNS settings which is pretty easy to find if you don't know where it is you can google it and you connect it to your raspberry pi and it blocks most ads and actually the really interesting thing you can do with it is you can look at i guess depending on the program you're using you can look at what is sending the most packets trying to get you the most ads which i i think is pretty cool so yeah, that's that's Raspberry Pi. I I merely scratched the surface. This episode's kind of something that I did on the fly since since John won't be able to record for a while. But I hope you enjoyed it. If you have extra questions, I certainly can answer them. You can give us an email at mail at robsrandomstuff.com or you can check out our Discord, which is linked on our website at robsrandomstuff.com. Thanks for listening, and if you want to hear more strange, kind of boring, but also kind of interesting content like this, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including Google Podcasts now, except not Stitcher for much longer because they are being shut down. Mm -hmm.